Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Julia Spare's Moving Markets podcast. It's Tuesday, the 20th of February, and my name is Helen Freer. So US markets were closed yesterday, but we still have plenty to talk about this morning. I'll be speaking, first of all, about the latest market news with my colleague, Jan Bob. And Manuel Villegas also joins us this morning, so I'll be getting his latest thoughts on digital assets. But let's start with a roundup of the market news. Good morning, Jan. Good morning, Helen. So with the US markets closed yesterday for President's Day, did we see any significant moves elsewhere? Uh, Well, Helen, it has actually been quite a slow start to the week overall. Um, As you already said, US markets were closed yesterday and we didn't have any major economic data releases Uh, Government bond yields didn't move much, uh, ending the day almost unchanged. Even Bitcoin, which is notoriously volatile, uh, was trading in very tight ranges. Uh, So markets in general were rather subdued and trading was thin, but still positive. uh, With European investment grade and high yield spreads now at their tightest level in over two years. And the stocks Europe 600 ended the day 0.2% higher, bringing the index within touching distance of its January 2021 high. Uh, Looking at the sector level, basic resources stocks led the declines yesterday after iron ore tumbled, uh, while the technology sector also underperformed. Defensive stocks, on the other hand, um, including telecoms and healthcare posted gains. Uh, Among individual moves, UK's index heavyweight AstraZeneca was the top performing stock after trial data showed that its blockbuster drug Tagriso slowed disease progression in patients with advanced lung cancer. Okay, interesting. Um, How did individual markets perform then? Now, UK's FTSE 100, um, Spanish and Swiss equity markets outperformed yesterday. Swiss equities in particular benefited from its strong healthcare exposure, closing 0.8% higher. And uh, while the cash market was closed in the US, um, S&P 500 and Nasdaq futures were up slightly in the muted holiday trading as investors awaited uh, fresh catalysts. And the next one will probably be this Wednesday's earnings report from NVIDIA um, as investors are looking for more details on the strength of the global economy. But there was some other individual company news yesterday that caught investors' attention. You mean like the news from Santander? So they're boosting their dividend and unveiling a share buyback program to channel last year's record profits back to investors. Um, Can you tell us a bit more about this, Jan? Sure. Now, the Spanish bank yesterday announced plans to raise its dividend by 50% and unveiled a 1.5 billion euro share buyback after receiving regulatory approval. Uh, The bank reported a record annual net profit of 11 billion euros already last month and is now joining its its European peers in boosting investor payouts after the industry received a massive boost to profits from central bank rate hikes. Banks seem to be in a good position at the moment, right? Yeah, well, it took them a while, Helen. Uh, But it's true, European banks had a very solid run over the last three and a half years. Uh, The change in the interest rate environment has helped them quite a bit, as already said. And look, although this earnings season is more muted, uh, profit margins are high and balance sheets are strong. 
And this is also supported by the positive outlooks that many banks have uh, been giving in their earnings calls. What about the recent concerns about the U.S. Um, commercial real estate sector? Yeah, I think that's a very important question, Helen. The market has concerns about the exposure to U.S. commercial real estate, uh, but it seems unlikely that this could develop into something systemic. Uh, the, the exposure is well flagged and markets are already repricing banks that have a relevant exposure. Like the Deutsche Pfand Brief Bank, you mean? <laughs> exactly. Uh, the share price fell to a record low yesterday and credit spreads have widened in recent weeks. Uh, but again, Helen, if you look at its European peers, which have no significant exposure, uh, spreads remain very stable and there are no signs of stress in the financial sector in general. So the market discriminates very well between the individual banks. And that's very good news. Yes, that is good news. Um, let's move over to Asia now and to China, to be more specific. Um, China's commercial banks cut the five-year loan prime rate, which is the benchmark for mortgages, by the most on record. How did investors react to this? Well, they, they failed to get excited, I would say. But look, solving the country's structural problems is a process with many steps involved. It's a good gesture, though it wasn't the solution to the nation's property crisis. I mean, how could it be? Um, still, Chinese equity markets reacted uh, cautiously, ending the day slightly higher. And looking ahead to today then, what should investors be looking out for? Uh, well, it's, it's a rather data-light week, which obviously includes today. Um, however, we'll get the US Conference Board leading index and CPI data from Canada, which is of interest. Other than that, it's it's really more second-tier data points like construction output for the Eurozone. And we are in the final innings of the earnings season uh, with Walmart and Home Depot reporting today. And that's all from me this morning, Helen. Excellent. Thank you very much, Jan, for the roundup this morning. Thanks for having me on. Now over to you, Manuel. Welcome to today's podcast and good morning. Good morning, Helen. So what's the latest in crypto markets then? What's been happening? Absolutely. So first off, we have the US listed Bitcoin spot ETFs remaining in the driving seat for the crypto markets. We've had very strong inflows into the new ETFs, which have far offset the outflows from legacy wrappers, putting lots of upside pressure on prices. So the focus of the Bitcoin market is on the ongoing supply squeeze the upcoming halving, and the outlook for U.S. monetary policy. The pressure these products are putting up against a low liquidity backdrop is very evident, particularly as expectations of a rapid reversal of U.S. monetary policy have moderated. And why have the ETFs had such an impact? That's the interesting thing. So the recently approved cohort of ETFs has seen net flows of more than $5 billion with a daily average of almost 500 million for the past week. Demand is far outpacing supply, and it's almost by a factor of 10 at current prices, which currently represents a daily dollar equivalent of around 45 million. There is no question of the impact this per demand has had on prices, given the limited supply. And over 80% of total Bitcoin supply has not changed hands in over six months which underscores the accumulation hypothesis and the liquidity component. 
The sole reason for the impact behind spot ETFs has been relative to Bitcoin's role as a store of value and its diversification benefits within a portfolio context. What role have the latest macro developments played? So the fact that Bitcoin continued to rally despite a scaling back of expectations of a rapid reversal of U.S. monetary policy underpins the soundness of the fundamental backdrop. While we believe U.S. interest rates have peaked, we do not believe a rapid reversal is necessary, considering the remarkable resilience of the U.S. economy. That said, improving U.S. dollar liquidity should nevertheless be seen as a supportive factor for Bitcoin, which on April 2024 will see its next block reward halving as well, which amid a time of increasing minor profitability due to the rallying price levels, disincentivizes selling and will put further pressure on the supply side. That's all from my end, Owen. Back to you. Very good. Thanks a lot, Manuel. So that's it for today. Thank you again to my guests this morning and thank you all for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, don't forget to subscribe and please also leave us a review on whichever platform you like to listen on. And do join us again tomorrow when Roman Canciani will be your host and he'll be speaking to more of our colleagues about what is moving markets. Have a great day, everyone, and bye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Beyond Markets is a weekly podcast where Julius Bear experts and external speakers discuss some of the latest market developments. They share their key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape and present practical advice. Search for Beyond Markets on your favorite podcast player.